0: She can talk to the Lord, you.
1: Welcome, everyone, to a live show. We're live today. Yay. Yay. Yay.
2: <laughs> Sorry <laughs> we missed
1: you guys for the last two weeks. Um, Thanks for being patient with us. But well, we got an exciting show today. We're going to be talking to Queen Dini a little bit later. Uh, she's a Staffordshire Terrier from Hart McIntosh, is um, a rescue group. And we'll find out a little bit more about their organization. Uh, if you'd like to talk to Laura, call in at 917 889 2693. That's 917 889 2693. And find us on our chat room if you go to the Blog Talk, Radio uh, Pet Psychic Radio page you'll find a little chat section come and chat in there ask questions talk to your other radio friends and um welcome hey laura hey there hi (laughs) (laughs) how have you been i've been good i know we've been away for so long
3: um i know it's so good
1: to be back i know it's exciting (laughs) (laughs) how's that puppy of yours puppy is good you know um my husband john is really awesome with the puppy and he's been walking her all the time and yesterday we have these new neighbor friends and we took the dog to a play date with a dog oh. named moses so moses and ripley like perfect they're like the new it couple in the neighborhood
3: oh how neat is that is that, that <laughs> little dog
1: no, no, they're a little further ways down away from me, but Moses is like an 80-pound mutt, huge dog.
3: Oh, fun, fun, yeah. and they can romp yeah. and play and just body slam?
1: Yes, that's exactly what they did. <laughs>
3: um, so
4: good.
1: But yeah, she ate, so far recently she's chewed up um, my coffee table while oh I was away the last two weeks, yeah. She chewed <sighs> up the coffee table. Like the leg. Oh my
3: gosh! Like, are is the is the coffee table like still in the house?
1: No, we have to take it out because it's about to like teeter over. Like it it has a it looks like a beaver ate a leg.
3: (laughs) Oh no! So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna take separate her from that room? Like, what are you gonna? What have you decided?
1: So we bought a crate, so we can crate train her. Okay, but she doesn't like the crate. So I don't really know. Maybe you have a suggestion. She won't go in there, and we put food and toys, and she still hates it.
3: Do you put, like, uh, like, a, like, a bone marrow bone or something like that in there?
1: Yeah, we put bones in there. She goes in there and takes it out. Like real bones? Yeah. Put her in there and close the door. It's okay that she's, like, upset if we close the door?
3: Oh, well, I think so a little bit. I mean to see if she's... I mean, she's a smart little dog. She'll probably settle.
1: Okay. Just put That's her in the there and
3: close the door and... Yeah, I mean, unless they're like... When they get in there, they start panting and they're like highly stressed. Then you have to do it a little bit slower. But sometimes, you know, just throwing them in there is the best thing and closing the door and giving them a bone. And once they realize they're not coming out, they just start chewing. So you can kind of sit through a little bit of of um, not feeling so great.
1: I see. Okay, that's good to know because I know we've just been feeling bad if we put her in there because she's crying no. and stuff.
3: Yeah, and then when she's saddled in there a little bit and she starts to chew on her bone, or like you could put peanut butter in a Kong, um, mm-hmm. then you then you open up the crate when she's settled, when she's not looking like she wants to come out.
1: Oh, I see. Perfect. See, I didn't know this part. So we were kinda confused.
3: So you don't want to wait until she's like stressed again until you let her out. You want to let her out at a good time.
1: I see. Like, this morning,
3: Luca's been doing this thing, like, he sleeps in his crate at night, and it's, like, the size for, like, a Great Dane, and he's, like, teeny in it. But the top comes off, and so he can, he, like, will jump up, and he'll start to bay like a beagle. And he'll, like, (laughs) 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 and he's a poodle, you know? And he's, like, I'm, like, I'm not waking up, you know? I'm, like, I'm not going to let you out when you're doing that. You have to go back to bed. And so then I have to wait, even though, like, I know... You know, if he could get out, it's like the time where he could get out of his crate. I have to wait until he gets back down and gets settled again. And oh. Then I let him out. But there's a difference between having to go out to go to the bathroom and, like, annoyance baying because he's just saying, hey, I want to run around now.
1: I see. Okay. That's such good information to know because we weren't sure how to do it. And what we've been doing is putting her in the backyard. And she's fine in the backyard, right? Yeah, she's fine in the backyard, but I know sometimes it's hot, and I feel like it would be nicer to be inside, where inside, there's inside, yeah, yeah, where there's air and air conditioning. I mean, you can
3: also like—I wonder if she would chew, like, section off a part in your house because if you're gone for long periods of time, it might be too much to be in a crate for so long. So, like, it's like, suck, like put a baby gate, but you don't want to eat the kitchen table either, so.
1: Yeah, so that's a like problem.
3: Puppy proof it. And then, mm-hmm. like, have a whole, like, a toy, like, you could do a toy basket by the kitchen table so that when she goes to the kitchen table, she sees the toy basket instead.
1: Oh, right, like at the legs. Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: And, you know, then you can spray apple cider vinegar or you can spray something on the legs so that it's bad tasting if she mm-hmm. does go to taste it.
1: Okay. To bite it.
3: hmm
1: yeah, so what's apple cider vinegar? Okay, that's good. Yeah, or that. like you can buy
3: the spray in the in the um like at the pet store. It's like a bitter kinda of
1: apple spray. And does that I work? I remember when you... I
3: was dog training a lot and some of the dogs would be like, Yum they would like it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so funny. I know, like, that kind of
3: like. Like, I remember one dog, like, we used to have one dog, and he's like, he's like, hmm, it tastes like my dad's potato chips. Like, those solid potato, the
1: salt vinegar potato chips. Oh, that's really funny. I know. (laughs) Like, didn't work for some of them. Yeah, I'm sure. But some people
3: do, like, cayenne pepper, they'll put on it, and, and.
1: that's right. I I remember when Ventura was still alive. Ventura's my old Dalmatian, for those of you who don't know me. Um, we would put. We used to have this thing called death spray, and it was like cayenne pepper and vinegar and all this gross stuff that was all natural. And I would spray it on things so he wouldn't eat it um, exactly. on the doorway. But he would still eat the doorways. <laughs> <laughs> doorways. That's like my parrot used to do that. Um, I had a question for you, actually. Um, I was thinking about how you can talk. This has nothing to do with pets, so we're going to stray a little bit from the Pet Psychic Show. But I was just curious because I wanted to know more about you. And have you ever had, um, I know you talk to dead people or spirits or whatever you want to call them. Is dead people, is that like derogatory? I don't know. <laughs>
3: no, I don't think so. Okay. Deceased well, people, deceased loved ones. I know, sometimes you have deceased
1: to be careful. loved ones.
3: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> have you ever had like a stranger contact you, like someone who's dead? Oh, someone who's dead?
3: Yeah, like a come, strange
1: dead person? Yeah. Oh, yeah, all like, the
3: time. Really? <laughs> yeah, like when I was little, there would be like dead people. I. I would feel dead people all the time around me, like, when I was, when a teenager, and, like, when I was a teenager, you know, which I think a lot of teenage girls get into it, but I was, like, obsessed with the Ouija board, Mm -hmm. and I had this, like, unbelievable knowledge of, like, when people were pushing it and when people weren't, like, I grew Mm -hmm. up in this lake community, and they were, like, we'd have, like, these lake campouts, you know, Yeah. they would be like, like the camp counselors would be like trying to scare us, and like everyone would get freaked out because there was like all these stories about the hauntings of the lake and there's fog rising off the lake. It was kind of a scary place. Like, um, what are those those horror movies were filmed actually on our lake? Uh, like Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> The horror movies were actually filmed there, so it was, like, really a scary place, and so the camp counselors would, like, try and scare us and, like, say that there was, like, ghosts on the Ouija board, and I'd be like, there's a ghost? Like, I would know, like, immediately whether there's a
1: ghost there or not. See, that's awesome, because it also works the other way. You can tell when there isn't a ghost.
3: Yeah, right. But, (laughs) yeah, like, I've had some pretty unbelievable experiences, but when I... When I started to to do the medium work professionally or started to realize that I could do it for, not even professionally, like, charge money for it, but when I started to realize I could do it for my friends and that it was helpful for my friends who have lost people, it Mm -hmm. opened up a door and there was, like, there'd be a lot of dead people coming around. And, like, Christmas time i had to like tell a bunch of people like no i'm not going to call your family go away from me like i'm with my family today i'm not gonna like because people are like they know i can hear them so they're like call my call my daughter and tell her that i'm thinking about her call and if you do it for one which i actually did do it for one this past christmas then it opens like a the stranger? door for, like, not a stranger but like oh. people that i've spoken to just briefly but yes yeah, strangers are yeah, I just tell them to go away. I just tell them, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to talk to you, go away.
1: <laughs> have you seen that show, The Medium? Yes, I have. Yeah, that's like you. Yes, <laughs> it is, sort of. Every time I see it, I think of you. I watch that show all the time. You know what was cool, though, is like I've started to talk to babies. Oh,
3: it's right. like, the most amazing thing, to talk to, like, these little, like, infants and toddlers that, like, people don't know why they're crying or they don't know if, they, like, moms at work all day, like, full-time moms, and they don't know, like, how the baby's doing with the nanny. Mm-hmm. Like, I can talk to them. It's, like, so cool. And they can say, like, if the nanny's good or not.
1: That's so weird. Or, or why they're <laughs> crying, you know? <laughs> It's so cool and it's so strange. At the same time. But to yeah. me it's like so normal.
3: It's like yeah. and then the other day I spoke to a woman that was the past was dying and she wasn't gonna wake up and so I spoke to her. And you know, when she died the next morning, she's my friend but mm. and she was like in a coma. But that was like amazing too to like talk to them and you know, and see yeah. like what their experiences is and I thought, wow, this is actually, like, a whole field that I could actually get into. When I was doing the babies, like, I had this, like, couple-week stretch where I did, like, ten babies. And I was oh like, gosh. oh, my God. I'm going to do babies for, like, a business." So I bought, <laughs> I bought the com. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to do
1: uh, babypsychicradio.com. <laughs> I know. I
0: was so into it. It
1: sort of died That's out a little bit, but... So fun. That's so interesting,
3: did I tell you about this? Well, I know we're totally straying from the pet psychic thing now, but I, I there's this one little baby that said to me they they couldn't understand like why he like every time he woke up he would like start bawling, crying, like he hated to wake up, and he was like he was like, Yeah, I remember being a man, and I can't walk and go to work. This is hell waking
0: up and being a baby." <laughs>
3: He's, That's like, hilarious. getting me out of this body. What did like, I get myself <laughs> into? It's that hysterical. Is so oh, my god! Like, and then, like, he was a twin, and the other one is, like, oh, gosh, tell him just to listen, watch the mobile. There's so many beautiful colors. Like, <laughs> she was, like, a totally different personality. She's, like, I <laughs> love being a baby.
2: <laughs> That's so funny.
1: Well, maybe this is a new thing. We'll see. I know. <laughs> uh we got Jennifer from Florida. Jennifer, are you there? Mhm.
2: Yes, hi. Thanks for taking hi. my call. Hi, Jennifer. Uh, hello. Um I had a question about my dog. I actually okay. have um I have two questions if I could do them really quickly. Um he Well, I don't know. you need me to tell you information about my dog first? Oh, uh, well. first tell me what he looks like and what's his name? Okay, his name is Magic, and he is half, um, I think half Schnauzer and half Poodle. He's black and gray, and he has, um, his eyes look like a raccoon. Oh, cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And how old is he? Um, four and four and something, four and a couple of okay. months.
3: Okay, what do you
2: want to know? What do you want to ask him? Um, he scratches a lot, and I wanted to know if uh, there's something that I could do to help him.
3: Okay. He says he likes cold water, and behind his ears itch a lot too. You yeah. notice that?
2: Cold water, you mean to drink or to no. to be bathed in?
3: He says he wants cold water lying on top of him, so like a cold washcloth. Oh. Okay. He says he needs that slippery supplement. Do you know what that is? <laughs> I don't know. But Revolution. Do you give him, do you, no, 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 no. Do you give him? Um, do you give him oils? Because that would be a slippery supplement.
2: Oh, I like have not but oils? I've been looking into that actually. No, I don't oh. give him fish oil or anything. Um, but you've been looking into it. I've it's, actually. I've been studying essential oils and thinking about. Um, oh. I don't know. I thought. I don't know, maybe that could let help. Let me them, ask him right? if
3: that's what he's talking about. Because sometimes, like, if you're thinking about something and you're researching it, they can pick that up from you, and so they know that you're doing that, and then they can kind of tune in to see if that would be good for them. Sometimes they know, like, they're kind of intuitive or psychic about what would be good for them, and sometimes they just say it because you're looking into it, and they think, well, maybe that's the, the answer. Okay. But let me ask if that's – but essential oils, he wouldn't actually be ingesting, right? It wouldn't be – a. Supplement right Would it be something That he smells
2: I don't know I think there's Different ways that You could use it I'm not really sure
3: Oh there are Because he said Supplements so That would make me Think that it's Something that he Takes internally Yeah he says Yeah I want the Stuff you take Internally
2: I don't know What that is Okay I'll bet it's,
3: I'll bet it's Like a fish oil He's talking about And you might have Heard from someone That fish oils Is good for like Dry skin or itching Or For a lot of Itchy dogs People use fish oil Oh, okay. We so might have and heard that from someone in passing or, like, if your vet had thought it in passing, he could have picked it up.
2: No one's been able to help us. I spoke to a couple different vets about it. It's been since he's been a baby. He's been scratching like that.
3: He says the reason why is my food makes me sick.
2: His food? Oh. It makes
3: me sick when I eat and I itch worse when I after I eat. Sometimes the digestion process can make the, because in my experience, can make the um, itching process, like, kick in worse. But what do you feed him?
2: Oh, Neutromax. It's for sensitive oh, skin. junk food. Junk food. Oh, Sorry. okay. I really thought that bad was okay.
3: No, Neutromax used to be considered a good food, and I would call them now, like, the better of the bad, but it's definitely not in the high-quality food range. Oh. But you want to get them off all wheat and corn, as a general rule, all allergy dogs should be off wheat and corn, and I'd get them on a no grain diet. Okay. You need to find a holistic vet to help you with nutrition, because if you get them on even on the raw food diet, his itching will probably go away.
2: Boy. But, it's, what, but over you, ca- what, what over the what over the counter would be good food?
3: Like um. Well, if you did the raw food, Stella and Chewy's is a really good one. Um, There's Origins, which is a really good dog food. That's, like, the best dog food on the market right now. There's a lot of good dog foods. Like, if you go into a a high-quality, all-natural pet store and they can help you. But I would also search out a good holistic veterinarian and have them help you. Okay. Because you want to find out, like, there's different meats that are, like, there are some meats that are cooling and some meats that are hot and, So finding the right ones for your dog's condition, because every skin condition is different. Mm -hmm. So I'd find a holistic veterinarian to work with you.
2: So is it not, like, when I give him a bath or a shower or whatever, is that stuff not helping him either?
3: Helps me, but only for a little while. So it's, like, at that moment and a little while later. But you're actually feeding Use my language, like seriously, junk food. Like you're, oh. he's not gonna get better on Nutramax.
2: Okay, I thought that was okay. All right, I'll switch. Yeah, it. that's fine. Okay, so cold compresses and then a holistic vet and look into some supplement. Uh-huh. Kind of okay. All right. Is so there anything else that he wants to say to me? He said you should go running up hills more. You know what that means? <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's with my husband. <laughs> is he a runner? Well, I think he takes him out for longer walks and for running around.
0: Oh,
3: oh. <laughs> um, so
2: that was my other question because I was wondering. I know this is a silly question, but I was wondering what? if he loves me or my husband better. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask that. That's I'm him. sure. <laughs> yeah, well, of course.
3: What would he? What would the dog says? Say? I like them both. I like them both differently.
2: Oh. That's a politically correct answer. Mom's the
3: talker and dad's the
2: action. <laughs> okay. that's interesting. That's Thanks, funny. Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks for going in, Jennifer. Bye bye. That's
1: funny. That's funny. Uh we we got uh who do we have next here? Hold on. We got Peter. Are you there? Peter from New Hampshire?
5: Yes, how you doing? Hi Peter. Hey. Uh, we recently lost our two and a half year old Scottish terrier, Barney.
4: Oh um, like Lost hasn't passed away or lost as not
5: yeah, ran away. He passed away. Then Vet initially said he had kennel cough even though he had the vaccination and um we had to go on vacation and I just had this feeling like something was terribly wrong. Oh. And the day after we got back he took a turn and and left. So
3: What was it? Was it his heart?
5: It was in his lungs, I guess. They said it was um
3: oh. lymphoma. Oh. And what was his name? Barney. Barney. And what did he look like, did he say? He's a Scottish terrier? Is that what he said?
5: Yeah, he was a small little 18-pound male, um, two-and-a-half or so, so.
3: Oh. And what color? Are they black? black? Black. Okay. Um. And so what do you want to know? Like, what do you want to ask
5: him? Um. Well, first we just want to know if he is... Holding anything against us, as far as we just felt Aww. terribly guilty leaving him when he was sick, and um and we had this one crazy cat that he used to fight with. That's bringing out all of his toys every night. It's the strangest thing. And we were thinking about getting another Scotty. So I just wanted to see if Barney was Aww. okay. If he's okay with us getting another dog, or if that cancer was something he was born with, or if it was something we gave him.
6: Oh, okay.
3: He says, I'm fine in heaven. I was sad they were away, but I wasn't mad. I think I'll come back to them. He said he was sick for a long time because even when he was little, it hurt his lungs a little bit to run.
0: Mm
3: -mm. But I didn't know that it was bad. And you didn't give me anything that was bad.
5: Okay.
3: And I wasn't scared when I died. Cuz when I died, that there was a big dog that came to me that looked like my mom. And I just nuzzled up to her and we floated to heaven. I'm not scared where I am. I can play a lot. The cat feels bad because he secretly liked me. (laughs) And I think you should get another dog.
5: Okay. And
3: is it your wife that you're talking about? Yes. Tell my mom she doesn't need to cry. She cries, it rains here in heaven, and I don't like getting wet.
5: (laughs) No, you never was a fan of the rain. So (laughs) it's
3: funny that it was that when he, when she cries, it rains in heaven. So that's just what he's what what um, it sort of means is that you guys are still very connected, and that her sorrow is like makes him sorrowful in heaven. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's something you both can transform. You know.
5: Yeah, we still have, like, all this stuff out, so we have moved on from that regard. and um, we did Tell go them they look can at other... get
3: another dog, they said. They can okay. get another dog.
5: That's something I've been really guilty about, so I'm sure my wife is too, so that's good to know.
3: Would are you guilty about getting another dog after he's gone?
5: I think so. We have a little guy, so we were thinking, while well, the baby still is kind of um, can't get around, it would be easier to get a dog now instead of waiting a few years. Oh, so,
0: um, and training would him.
5: Yeah, so. So we're actually planning on getting one within the next month, just to kind of on uh, the baby's oh, pillow. Oh,
4: that's good. Yeah, he says that if
3: you tickle your baby's feet, it will help your baby stretch his legs. Okay. That's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? It's like yeah, he was, he's he was saying, saying that he's having side. like, like he's having growing pains or something on like his like the top of his thighs by his hips.
5: Okay.
3: Like I think I can't tell if it's the left or the right The baby He's <laughs> very
5: long for his age So he's pretty much outgrown everything at this point Oh
3: he has So he would have growing pains there Because huh? <laughs> he's oh, growing yeah. so fast Aww He keeps saying he'll try to come back to you Which is like he'll try and reincarnate Back into another dog body So that you'll have him again and sometimes that starts to happen like like his consciousness may not even know that that's happening behind the scenes like there might be a higher power that's already put that in motion and sometimes they have to leave us when they're so young because their body might be get might be sick like he might have had a sick body like he said since he was really little and it'd be easier for you to mourn now than to mourn later So sometimes they check out sooner because of that, and it's nothing that you've done wrong. And sometimes they set it up so that you're away, so that the animal has an easier time leaving. Because if you're close, sometimes they hold on too much. So usually all that stuff is divine. And if you loved your dog, you know, try not to feel really guilty. It's just, you know, it's the way it was meant to be. All right. yeah. I'm sorry for your loss though. But he's doing good.
5: Oh well, thank you. That's good to hear.
3: Yeah. Thanks for Thanks calling Peter. in Peter
1: Bye Peter. Oh, that's so sad. It's so I true know. though, whenever um I've heard a lot about when people go out of town and if they have a sick pet that they do tend to pass away when you're away. Yeah, because they don't hold on as much.
3: But sometimes too, like the old—look like at their routine. The older dogs, if their routine changes, mm-hmm. they kind of go into like this dementia state. Like I remember when I would go away when Maya was older, and she, when I'd come back, she just wasn't as conscious. Like it would take like a couple of days for her to like really kind of fall into the routine again and like like be alert again. So mm-hmm. hard to travel when you have old pets.
1: Yeah. So true. Um, yeah. We have um, Pink Rose Seashell in the chat room is uh-huh. asking, um, "Why does my cat Gigi pee in the food dish?" Oh and gosh! She's eight months and she has a unique look with a cross on her back. Uh, she's a tabby cat, caram- black with caramel brown color.
3: Oh, she sounds pretty. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Let's see.
3: I have to mark that it's mine. I have to mark that it's mine, otherwise Mom takes it away too soon. You probably take it away quicker after she pees on it. I like food left out for me all day. Pink rose seashell, do you leave her, do you leave food out all day?
1: Hmm. Well maybe what would you suggest for someone um who has this cat? Yeah, pee?
3: water. What should we suggest for Gigi who pe- Well, the things I would like to know <laughs> is uh does Gigi have other animals in the home? Like is are there other cats in the I home? I
1: see. Mhm. So all these factors yeah, because Come sometimes
3: they're it. marking and who knows what they're, like maybe her her mom taught her to do that, but I think let's tell her to pee only in the litter box, you know, let's yeah. just tell her that's gross to pee in your oh, food.
1: You know what, Pinkrose Seashell just wrote, yeah, I do, but we have many cats.
3: Oh, so she's marking yeah. it, too, from the from the other cats. So, yeah,
1: that's probably what it is. So
3: what would be something that you could do with, um, with her is give her a place where only she can eat, if it's possible. Like, she has, like, her own little area, and maybe you can let her eat, and then you pick it up, and you say, this is your dish only, you know, if that's possible. And then maybe they can have a community dish as well, but, mm-hmm. one like, one dish is just hers.
1: I see. I see.
3: She says there's one cat that's always hitting her butt when she eats. Hmm. Pee only in the litter box. It's gross to pee in your dish.
1: Yeah, that's gross. (laughs) We got um, Anna. Are you still there, Anna, from Los Angeles? I'm still here. Hi. Hi. Hi, Anna. How are you? Good. Good. Um, We actually talked,
4: I think, last year sometime about my cat, Beans. Peeing oh. on the couch and on the oh. bed. Okay, did he stop? No, she's still doing it. She doesn't have a UTI anymore like a urinary tract um infection, but she's still
3: peeing on the couch. So, she had a urinary tract infection, but she and and then
4: did she stop ever? She stops for a, a while. I don't know, maybe it's because of the well, I went to Colorado and she didn't pee on the couch at all. And my dog wasn't there. So I don't know if maybe she has
3: issues with the dog. or if So like after pee- she had the urinary tract infection, did she stop peeing?
4: No, she kept. She still pees. I I don't know if she's doing it out of spite or not. Okay. What does she look like again? She's um a calico tabby.
3: Okay. I don't do it out of spite. I just starts burning my thighs and then I go. Hmm. Sometimes I do do it because I don't like the dog there. <laughs> when the dog is there, it makes me itch in my nose. <laughs> Can I have my own blanket to sleep on on the couch? Yes. Does, so does the dog sleep on the couch too?
0: The,
4: well, all the animals sleep except the middle one, the middle cat doesn't sleep on there, but all the, you know, three animals sleep on the couch.
3: I don't want the dog to sleep on the couch. It looks like a big dog. Do you have a big dog? No, she's small.
4: Oh. What does she look like? She's a Dotson Chihuahua. She's brown. Oh. Her name's <laughs> Ella. I saw, like, this big... <laughs> like a
3: chocolate lab kind of dog, but maybe that's, like, to her, because she might have a big personality. Yeah, I think she thinks she's a bigger dog. (laughs) It's funny. Can't she sleep in a donut bed, she said. Oh, yeah. So maybe you could put beds on the couch. Kind of a pain, but... Well, maybe I have, she should like, just pee things. only in the litter box. These cats peeing outside the litter box, it's disgusting. Well, I close the bedroom now so she doesn't pee in the bedroom. Like, I don't trust her because she still does it. She says she wants a litter box behind a plant. Do you know where that is?
0: No. Uh-huh. In the
3: corner by the window? Well, there's one in the laundry room. Is there a window there? Yeah. But no plant? Is there room for a plant? No, not
0: there.
3: At the sunny window, and I want a plant there in the litter box. It sounds like she wants her another litter box somewhere. Okay. It might be, like, in the living room or something, but you don't want a litter box in the living room, right? No, I don't, but I I have been
4: looking at those ones that look like a planner, and then... You put the litter box inside of it, and there's a plant Oh, it looks like out. a
3: planter? Yeah, it's
4: a planter, but
3: there's a tree or some kind of plant. Oh, that's what she's talking about then. She wants that. <laughs> that's what she's talking about. Okay. <laughs> that's funny.
0: Then okay, that then,
3: was, then if you um, get that, she better stop peeing, right? Yeah, I just, I don't know, because I know when I've yelled at her, and she she'll go over there and pee. So that's why I think it's behavioral. She'll go over where and pee? To the couch. Oh. Yeah, don't yell at her. Talk to her. (laughs) Did you even explain to her, like, when you sit down with her, like, really explain to her, like, pee smells really bad. And I know that you don't understand how bad it smells, but to humans, cat pee is very, very stinky. And when you pee, it stinks up the whole entire house. And it's very difficult to clean. Right. So... When you pee in your litter box, it makes me very, very happy. Right. She says she needs her own petting time. Oh, my God. She's the most demanding cat of them all. (laughs) I want petting time in a corner. She wants you to sit with her in a corner and pet her only. (laughs) Um, And I also had one quick question. I noticed there's a little lump on her hind leg I don't know if it bothers her or not Oh I don't know if she If she feels ill Because of it It pinches me a little bit Okay And it hurts when I lie on it oh. Remember also though She said that it stings her thigh When she pees So there might be a couple of things going on Right Like mm-hmm. she leaks a little bit And will sting her thigh So I'd almost get her checked check For a UTI again Okay well, she didn't like it last time. She thinks she needs water out of a fountain. They have
0: a fountain. They
4: have a, a fountain um, thing, but it's a different one.
0: <laughs> Maybe.
3: What do you mean? Is it a different one than she used to have? The other one, it.
4: This one, it kind of spouts up a little bit. So I, oh. don't, I don't know why
1: she's complaining. Does she want her
4: own?
3: I want one without slobbering it.
1: Oh. <laughs> Stella. She sounds like a queen. She's very, she's very finicky. Yes, yeah, she is. That actually might be Minnie, too, talking.
2: Aww.
3: So yeah. cute.
2: Well, thanks
3: for calling in and let us know how she does. Okay, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks, Anna. Bye. That's really funny. <laughs> No, she's like got her list. That's probably because we've spoken to her before. She's like, okay, here we got this woman again.
1: I'm right, to like right. tell her
3: everything I want.
1: I know. Like she's like the out a
3: list. To- yeah, some of them that are used talking to me, they're like, okay, get ready. And I can't type fast enough when they're talking to me because they've got all these
1: demands. Demands. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, we got. Uh, we'll take one more call before we get to our. Guest, calling. Uh, Torah from San Diego. Hi. Hi. You hear me. Hi. Who's your? What's your pet? Who's your pet? Um, to.
4: My dog is Toby. He's black. I actually called like two weeks ago because I changed his food because he was itching and throwing oh. up. Oh. Oh. Okay. From uh, the Evo to the um, was it Jer- Journey? What is it? I don't know. Uh, no, the, the originally like. Yeah, Origin. Oh. There you go. Did he stop throwing up? Yeah, he totally did. And he's still, like, a little itching, but I think it's from Flea's. But he's definitely, everything else has gotten ten times better.
3: Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah,
4: Yeah, I know. It was really great. I think he liked his food, too, because he'll eat it, like, right as I put it out. Like, it doesn't sit there very long or anything. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. And so uh, the reason I'm calling, well, was to check in on that, but um, I just recently moved and I found a place that I thought would be make my dog happy, but it also makes me happy. But it was mainly we have a lot of parks, and there's, like, trails everywhere, and there's two dogs and two cats in the house already. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see if he's liking it or if there's anything I can do for him because I love him so much, of course.
3: Okay, so there's two different animals, right? Is that right? Or there's just one? No,
4: there's only one. It's mine.
3: Okay, and okay. And in the
4: house. There are, there are four animals seven. Okay, and so what does he look like again? He is black He's short He's uh, like a Schnauzer Maltese Oh, okay he's just black Okay
3: I feel better and I feel like I can poop better too I still itch like a hot itch But I feel much better He says that he likes the home, but it's hard to get used to the other dog. But it's gonna, it will work out. Oh, that's good. The other dog is a little bit upset with me. Oh, he doesn't want me in his home. Is that true?
4: I well, he seems really friendly, like he wants to play, but he is. Well, one of them's kind of shy. I
3: don't know oh, if you're
4: talking about that one. Probably, um, but the bigger one just wants to play and. It was
3: probably
4: the stuff. shy one. It's probably the yeah, it shy just, one. Yeah, the smaller one. But does he like the area, like the walks, or does he want, I don't know?
3: I love the walks. We could walk a little faster. <laughs> I don't my, think knees, keep that. my knees feel better, he said. This is interesting. Yeah. They were hurting for a while.
4: You know, my knees hurt sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, he might be picking up on that. Maybe. Yeah, sometimes
3: they mirror their people. So sometimes, like, his knees could hurt when your knees are hurting. Yeah. I think you should tell her she should take more showers. With smelly soap.
4: Oh, he likes the smelly soap?
1: Yeah. He
4: looks like his bath, so That's funny
1: <laughs> I never heard of a dog who really, like, loved
3: baths Well, he's saying his mom should take a bath it's Oh, soap. yeah, yeah, yeah He that likes the soap Oh, I see okay. I like baths, okay, he said
0: <laughs>
4: how, Well, I, also the issue with, um, like, how often I should give him a bath Because I give him one, but I think he itches more after bath So I tend to wait longer
3: Oh, that's right. There's like a whole, I don't really know what it is, but it's true that some people say you can wash them too often because it, it takes the oils off their skin.
4: Yeah. Can you ask him how he feels about that? He says, I love baths,
3: so you can bathe me and then spray something cooling on me. I wonder what that I'm is. Good. I wonder what that would be.
4: Yeah
3: something cooling, maybe go to the Holistic Pet Store and see if they have anything that eats spray that would be
4: cooling. Yeah, like a conditioner maybe.
3: Yeah. Oh, I well, love it. Th- yeah, thanks for calling back. Yeah, and yeah, thanks thank for letting you. us know. Yeah, It's been very helpful.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, thanks. Bye. Thanks. God, I'm glad he's not throwing up anymore.
1: I know. That's, that's huge. A, that's a great thing, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, we just switched um, after that Conversation that we had, um we just switched Ripley to Origins too. Oh, that's good, and Ripley likes it. Yeah, she loves it. She's that's... been eating all her little her cookies. Oh, good. I the got phone cookies. I got Luca
3: on that Wee Peak now. It's like a air dried raw.
1: Mhm. It's
3: like really good, but it's like so expensive
1: yeah like i know hundred
3: dollars for like this little bag i'm like are you
1: serious how much does that feed her for like how long well
3: i don't know i'm gonna see but he only gets three scoops of it a day and i'm like thank god you're not a wolf dog because like, <laughs> it was causing a fortune you know since he's so little i'm like oh what's a hundred dollars it's gonna last me a couple of months
1: right right but, um hold on we got uh ashley ashley from san diego are you there
7: Yes, I am. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm calling about my dog Barkley. He's a okay. shepherd mix. He's uh, about 45 pounds, and um, he's a great dog. But the only time we ever have trouble with him is at Doggy Beach. Oh. Um, he just he's for the most part he's great, but he likes to mount dogs that are his size or larger. Oh, is he neutered? He is neutered. He's been neutered since he was six weeks.
3: Okay, that's a dominance behavior. So, um, like, they do that to show their dominance?
7: Uh-huh.
3: So, um, does he ever get submissive with another dog? Like, does he ever lick them or?
7: Um. No, he doesn't.
3: And so what, what are the problems that you encounter from that? Like, are older dogs, like, going after him or some dogs, like, going after him when
7: he does it? Actually... It- in in some ways it doesn't really cause many problems. It's just very it's kind of embarrassing and other pet owners don't like it and we okay. you know, ideally the dog kind of nips back at him and then he'll he'll get off. But Oh he'll get if, off if they nip back at him. Yeah, it's not it's just a kind of a ten second thing that's you know, okay. nobody likes. Right.
3: So um so what we're gonna do is like we're gonna explain to him that that we know that he's doing it because he's being more dominant, but Uh it's overkill and it's actually really upsetting people and, like, his people and other people and also that it can be, it can hurt other dogs, like dogs that are, dogs that have hip problems. Like, explain to him that some dogs can be in a lot of pain when he does that Mm -hmm. and that they nip at him because they're, He's hurting them. And um and sort of explain to him why it's not an okay behavior because it's an instinctual behavior for him. He's just not thinking, he's just reacting. Right. So um, so get him to think a little bit about what that behavior means and why he's doing that behavior and see if we can redirect him to something else. And in the meanwhile, also, what you can do is sort of like if you notice like when the dog sort of like nip back at him, if you could sort of find something that's similar to that that you can get him to get off quicker, you know, like I would use like a sharp hey, like a hey, like that, yeah. to kind of like mark it.
7: Yeah. But a whistle is too well, No, sweet. my mouth, my mouth. My mouth whistle. It's too sweet. Like, I need to it's too sweet. Before. It's like you
3: would use a whistle to come. You want something that's it's like, true. like, something that would say, hey, I, this is like completely inappropriate. And like, you could whisper it. Like, you could, like, with my dogs, I could whisper, hey, and they would know that I was PO'd. You know? Okay. And like, give him an evil eye. Like, an evil eye is, like, you might even be able to get him to get off just with giving him an evil eye but start trying to notice like the dog that he does it on and see if you can start catching him before he makes the decision to actually jump up. Like, right, and start like saying like showing him, okay, this is how it feels like at this moment, this is this is when you're feeling like jumping and this is what we don't like. Can you please try and pick a different behavior? And kind of bring consciousness into the situation because at this point there's, like, no consciousness, I don't think. Well, let's ask him. I agree.
7: I agree because he seems so alert and smart when we're at home. But when we get to the beach, it's like he's a dumb dog all of a sudden. (laughs) I'm going to tell him you
3: said that because he he needs to know that that is how he's acting. And so I tell all animals that the smartest animals, including humans, are conscious of their behavior at every moment. They know what they're doing at every moment and why. And that's a really big deal. I mean, it's a hard thing to strive for, even for us humans. So, But it really gets them thinking, like, why are you doing this behavior and is it really worth it? Like, people and other animals are not liking you. Do you really like not being liked? Right. So, okay, hold on. I, I know we heard that, so hold on. Let me see what he says. Of course I don't like not being liked. Sometimes I do it to get them to play with me. Sometimes if I scratch their back, it will start to get them to run and chase. I might tell him that maybe they're running away from him. If I'm smart and conscious, does that mean that I can wear clothes and go to work? <laughs> Cute. Uh, no, it means you're smart and conscious dog that is <laughs> predictable behavior. <laughs> then my mom and dad love it when I do it because they giggle. Do you giggle?
7: Um. I don't know. We just mostly have a shocked look on our face, like, oh, boy, how are we going to intervene here? Okay.
3: Okay. him I'm sorry for being stupid. I'm going to yeah. tell him that you're going to give him the evil eye and stare him down the next time he does it, and he better get off, otherwise you're going to put him on leash. Okay.
7: And he'll go to the beach more if he...
3: Yeah. He says, then what do I do? I'm not supposed to jump in their face. So like part of it is like I don't know how to get them to play. How do I get dogs to play with me? Does he play well with other dogs when he's playing?
7: You know, he does the um he does really well chasing packs and um he doesn't you know, he wants to play with their ball but he really doesn't care about their ball. He just he knows that the other dogs seem to like it and
3: Oh, so he's not but he doesn't play one on one?
7: Uh, He'll do chasing stuff, but I, I guess maybe he doesn't know how yeah, to Yeah, he's a little
3: socially, he's a little confused. You know what I would do is drop him off at doggy daycare once a
7: week. Like where, where the, he just has more time to socialize?
3: Yeah, where he just can play with other dogs all day long, and then he's going to start to realize, like, what, how to really play. Because it's, it's not even really a dominance thing, like I said before. It's more like I'm trying to get the dog to play with me, and, like, isn't this an appropriate way to play, and it's not. Right. But yeah. it's just because he doesn't know. So I'd get him around more dogs and dropping him off at doggy daycare is great because then you'll have somebody else do it for a really long period of time. You know, and right. the other he'll come across so many other dogs that he'll realize like he'll just start to learn what's how to get another dog to play. And he'll have some dogs really scold him for doing that, which is okay.
7: And sometimes we wonder if maybe he's also being a little protective of us. When we're at the beach, because it's like the closer they, the dog is to us, the more likely he's going to mount it.
6: So maybe
7: take care is good because we're not there.
3: Yeah, yeah, but I
0: mean,
3: no, it's just that I want to run with them. Okay. But it's interesting because maybe that's maybe that's an un, the unconscious element of it. Like, it's his instincts are. Or like he is being a little bit protective and being dominant when you guys are when he when other dogs get close, but he's not conscious of that
0: uh-huh,
3: but you guys have to get on it like I would start really giving him the evil eye and start making him be smart at the beach, start giving him his commands there. Like, make them yeah. sit and make them do down and make them do stay and make them wait and make them, like, walk on a leash for a little while. And yeah. and know that right now when you go to the beach, it is a training session. It is, right. You know, it's not just a fun walk on the beach. It's a training yeah. session. Yeah. Yeah, we
7: need to remind him that he's there with us, not just playing by himself, like, with all the dogs.
3: Yeah, Yeah, to come back to you, but also remind him to think. Like, and what's really good is, like, when, and I do it with Luca, even, my little poodle, with all puppies you need, all dogs. Like, when they go, like, remember how your, my mom used to say to us, and my dad, it's all fun and games until somebody gets hurt. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like. They play and they play and they play, and then they become, like, completely unconscious, you know, and you just, like, are in this, like, wild play. Whenever you start seeing that wild play, they need to have a timeout, and they need to, like, be grounded again, start thinking about what they're doing again, and then let them go play again.
7: Uh Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does.
1: Yeah, let us know what happens.
3: Yeah, let us know what happens. Okay, I will. Thank you.
1: Yeah, keep us posted. Okay, Okay, thanks. We got um we got our guest
6: Hannah, right? Hi. Hi Hannah. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah.
3: So, Hannah, I heard this this uh, I think Nancy sent me an email and she had said something about you um
6: helping to stop gassing of dogs. Is that true? true. Um, we, A colleague of mine, Shambly Abernathy in Decatur, Georgia, and I um, tried for a couple of years, along with a small team of others in Georgia, to, to get legislation passed to ban the gas chamber. In the first two years, we were unsuccessful. By the third year, we had picked up uh, some more team members and had become a lot smarter about how to get a bill passed. And Shambly and I conducted a survey in 2007 of every tax funded open admission shelter in Georgia to see if we could get some numbers because there is no comprehensive, accurate database of what goes to shelters and what comes out, how many are killed, et cetera, in Georgia. And I presume there's not in a lot of states. So we figured if we went back the third year and we had some data in hand, and those data showed that Georgia is killing a tremendous number of animals unnecessarily, that maybe that would help with our cause. And I think what helped most with our cause in the third year is that we had picked up some really strong board members, and one of them hired us a lobbyist. And um, we did. It was a, I mean, it was like a catch-and-go, knock-down, drag-out fight to the very last hour of the legislative session. But we did, in fact, get a ban effective December the 11th of that year. And as of January of 2010, gas chambers to kill unwanted animals are illegal in Georgia. Oh, that is so
3: amazing. Congratulations. Well, uh,
6: you know, it was really good. And uh, you probably know that Alabama also just got a ban effected. And uh-huh. uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Laura Allen's website, Animal Law mm. Coalition. but no. A lot of good work on the chamber issue as well as a number of, well, really any animal advocacy issue. She's very knowledgeable, and um, she's been following this, and she can give you stats on how many states still gas and when the gassing bans were passed, et cetera. We, we wish it was a federal ban, but um, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. One of our colleagues in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania has attempted to do that, but so far he's not been successful.
3: Wow, that would be amazing. So now tell us about a little bit about that organization that you are a
6: part of now. Heart, Humane yeah. Animal Resource Team. I'm a part of that. I'm also a board member of the Humane Society of South Coastal Georgia in Brunswick. I live in Darien, which is a small uh, fishing village, really, 17 miles north of Brunswick. And I started a group here in 1993 called HART, Humane Animal Resource Team. And I have, for a number of years, due to various factors, including my career, I uh, I was not active with Heart, but I, when I came back to Darien and retired, I have resumed my activity with them and very heavily immersed in the work of Heart, and we're doing a lot of really great things. We have a small shelter, about 20 runs, but it's high kill. We started a pet finder site, and we started transporting, and we started doing off-site adoptions. and. We've moved over 300 animals in the last 18 months. With all those, oh efforts. wow! And it's great. And of course, the Humane Society is in a different area. There's a lot more money. The tax base is stronger. And we're about to open the doors of a 2.2 $2 million dollar facility with 100 runs and um, uh, accommodations for 100 cats. And we are no kill, but of course, you all understand what that means. It means we're turning anywhere from 15 to away and they're having to go down the street to an open admission shelter or get chained mm. up in somebody's backyard or dumped on a back road. So it's just,
0: mm.
6: you know, but at least we know that we can responsibly care for so many animals, and we do, and we have uh, really great staff in place, and, and I feel like this is the year the Humane Society is really going to come into its own. Good. So tell us about Queen Deenie. Is it Deenie? Yes, and I'm sitting here looking at her right now, Queen Denny. She's a little black pit. I say little. She probably weighs close to 50 pounds now. And December the 20th, a year ago, I got a call from an elderly friend of mine in the county, just hysterical. She had seen Denny in the woods, emaciated, mangy, had had puppies, and starving to death. And she said, I just don't know what to do. Her name happened to be Denny Crux. She's 75 years old. And I said, "Well, Dini, what do you want me to do? I cannot take the dog. I have eight other dogs. And if you call the pound, if they go and get her, they'll immediately kill her because she's a little black pit and she's in terrible shape. But I said, I'll tell you one thing: I wouldn't leave her there to starve to death. I would give her some food. So I went to choir practice that Saturday, and it so happens that one of the choir members has a small grooming shop, and she said, Hannah, if you want to go get the the dog." I'll let her stay in my in one of my empty runs until you can figure out what to do with her. Fast forward about two or three months later, and um, she we had her spayed, got her mange under control, tested her for heartworms, and of course she was high positive. And um, long story short, I, I had I was ultimately faced. I had nowhere else to take her, so I brought her home. And she's uh. been with February a year ago. She is oh she yeah, has so let's get to talk to her because I know we're getting
3: out of we're kind of limited on time now. So um so what should we ask her? Do you wanna ask her um you wrote some questions here about does she feel sad mm-hmm. um or isolated in her in her kennel or does she feel like it's a good place for her? Right. Um and then also About is can she be integrated into your house and not left after the cats?
6: Uh, Yeah, she would definitely kill a cat. I know.
3: Oh, okay.
6: Okay, so let's see. I'm looking at her. Would it help if I go and sit next to her?
3: No, you don't need to. You don't need to. She says she wants to tell you that she loves you. I know that. I'm really grateful that I have a good home. And I feel safe, and that's a really important thing. I would like more exercise. Can I run alongside a bike? I was wondering if I could find another home. I would like a home with somebody who knows pit bulls. I'd like a home with somebody who's smart. I don't like cats. They look like rodents. (laughs) My puppies died. And then they got eaten. I don't know if she would have eaten them. They were bad. They were sick. I like big cushiony beds. I'm really proud I live with her. If I could have my own person and live inside, I would like that.
1: Mm. You know what? We're running right out of time, so we're going to have to uh, post some of her answers on the website at Um, thepetpsychic.com. You can hear more about about Queen Beanie, who's a Staffordshire Terrier, and the heart... Macintosh uh, organization. That's uh, Macintosh dot org spelled H A R T O F M C I N T O S H dot org. Right. Um, and uh, you guys have uh, pictures of Queen Dini there? Yeah, we
3: sure do. We have them on also on thepetpsychic dot com. Great. Queen well, thank Dini's you all
1: for there. listening, and uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Thank
6: you so much. Bye-bye,
3: Hannah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for being
6: on. Thank you. Mm
1: -hmm. So I don't know what's going on with my studio, but I
6: can't play I think we're still live
1: now. I guess we are. So (laughs) so thank you, everyone, for uh, listening (laughs) to us. And it's thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. Check us out. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.